Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out. When you botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. Hello, Peter. There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You're flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. I'm sorry, kid. Look, there has to be another way. There isn't. They're a danger to our universe. You have to take this away from me. You're struggling to have everything you want while the world tries to make you choose. This is all my fault. I can't save everyone. What's happening? They're starting to come through, and I can't stop them. Work it, make it, do it, make sense, harder, better, faster, stronger. Work it, harder, make it, better, do it, faster, make sense, stronger, more than Welcome to a brand new episode of The Point of Information. I am your host, Max Cepeda. Guys, welcome. We have reached our 10th episode, our 10th episode of The Point of Information. And guys, I, I can't believe we've made it. I can't believe we've made it to this point. We have been played more than 300 times, and I cannot be more grateful than you guys are to me right now because it's been it's been it's been amazing. It's been so, so amazing to see the reaction of this show and how many people have said they've loved the show. And I can't thank you enough. But today is a very special edition of the show because for the very first time in Point of Information history, we don't have a guest on this show. There will be no guest. There is no one in front of me. I do not have anyone. I'm not have any lighting for this episode. There's no. There's nothing. It is just me in my room, and it is currently Thursday night, so it is the night before you guys are getting to hear this. But it, I just, guys, I, I I just got out of watching Spider-Man No Way Home, one of the very first people to see it. Um, me and a bunch of old friends, theater friends of mine, um, had the opportunity to see this film. Uh, it was an IMAX screening. It was at our local AMC, and it was absolutely amazing. But the reason we're doing this episode today, guys, is because today, this is going to be a spoiler review of Spider-Man No Way Home. So if you have not seen the film and you care about spoilers, please do not listen. I swear to God, guys, if you guys care about this movie, do not listen to this. Do not listen. Please just go watch the movie and come back. The episode will be here waiting for you. Um, but if you've already seen the film, if you're lucky enough to have already seen the film, or you're not a big Marvel fan, you don't really care, welcome. Let's talk about Spider-Man No Way Home spoilers because, guys, this movie is, first of all, I obviously, for many of you, if you are if you care about this film, obviously I had expectations going into this movie. And I had expectations about who is going to show up, 
who what was necessary what was the future of spider-man going to look like after this movie and guys i was blown away i was absolutely blown away by what sony and marvel were able to do of co-owning this franchise and basically pushing it forward and more importantly giving a great tribute to what spider-man has been for now the last 20 years of spider-man cinema basically and i want to cut to the chase so for at least the spoilers sake so these i'm cutting to the chase specifically on the major spoilers of this movie and the major spoilers are that for all of the fan theories that we have had about this film that have been all in all our social medias regardless if we care about the film or we don't care about the film we have heard fan theories we have heard all the fan theories that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in this movie that Matt Murdock is going to show up in this movie that what villains were going to show up? Was Venom going to show up? Well, who is going to come through the multiverse? All these random theories. Some sounded really interesting. Some sounded ridiculous. Like, there were many times where many of these theories that came true in this movie that I was like, there's no way they're going to do that. How how they're going to do that? And guys, they did it. They were able to pull off the impossible. And the first thing that they did was, um, the first major important thing that they did is that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in this movie. And more importantly, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are not only in this movie, but they have an incredibly pivotal role in this film. And the way that they basically come in, where it's basically Ned and, Mer and MJ basically sitting in this room and they're opening this portal, and they don't really know where the portal's going to go to. They don't really know. They don't, they're just saying, please just come back, Peter Parker, because obviously this has come... This comes right after, this scene is right after the death um, of Marissa Tomei's Aunt May. And you see a Spider-Man. At first I was like, wait, that's not the normal Spider-Man. And remind you, I'm in a packed theater, guys. This is like when Andrew Garfield, when he like rips off his mask and, Andrew Gar and you see Andrew Garfield's face, everyone is going nuts. <laughs> we are all losing our minds because, like I said, we have been thinking about this for a year. For a whole year, Andrew Garfield has been denying that he was going to be in this movie. And the fact that he just shows up and he's like, guys, I'm Peter Parker. I am Spider-Man. And the way that he said, I'm, guys, I lost it. I absolutely lost it. And then they opened another portal. And then Tobey Maguire comes out and he's just in his normal clothing. And he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm Peter Parker too. It was, it was amazing. It was so unbelievable. And the fact that immediately after this, they go see Tom Holland, and he's obviously sad. He's crying. He's emotional. It's one of the best scenes I've ever seen Tom Holland act, and where he's so emotional, where he's like, I can't be Spider- I can't. I can't do this anymore. And the fact that both Andrew and Toby give him kind of like these like mini monologues about how like about how being Spider-Man has been like for them. And I will say that was like one of my little quips, like my little tiny quips about the film is the fact that Tom Holland became like best friends with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield so quickly. Like there was no like introduction. There was no anything. It was just, we're explaining our situations. You know, we're already Spider-Man. Like it was like, it was instantly quick. However, probably though, my favorite moment of that film though, or not, uh, or at least of this scene, I should say, not the film, but of the scene is when, um, right before then, Aunt May tells Tom Holland right before she dies that with great power comes great responsibility. And obviously that was a tearjerker um, to see Aunt May die right after she says that iconic line. And then when Tom Holland's like, I can still hear her voice. I remember when she said, when great power, and then you see Tobey Maguire's like, eyes like widen up and he's like, comes great responsibility. And then you, and, and that was like when everyone realized that 
like, oh my gosh, Uncle Ben told me that. Oh, Uncle Ben told me that too. Uncle, and then it's like, oh my gosh, guys, like that was that was a incredible moment um, seeing them. And then they were like working together. And then there were all these references to the previous movies, not specifically Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, but previous Spider Man movies, and how really they were like, oh, I know how the villains work. I know what their minds like. I know their backstory and all this stuff. Um, but really, the throwdown at the end of this film with the Statue of Liberty, and it's all three of them basically going against Electro um, as Jamie Foxx, Reese Ifans is the lizard, and um, Thomas Hayden Church's Sandman. And the fact that they basically, like, and it's it's exactly how you envisioned it. I know a lot of people were leaking the video of the lizard getting punched by, like, nothing. Yes, Andrew Garfield punches the lizard. It's It's exactly how we thought it was going to be, guys. It's exactly how we thought it was going to be. And the whole in the scenes going through, it's it, the, the fight scenes in this film are absolutely amazing. The fight scenes are truly top notch. Some of the best I've seen in any Spider-Man movie. And you can see how they have the cures and they're able to basically cure these guys because that's really what Tom Holland's point is throughout this movie is the fact that he doesn't want to send these villains back to their original realities so that they can just die. No, he wants them he wants to cure them. He wants to make them whole again, have a chance at a better life. So you see how they cure Sandman. You see him going back into his human form. You see Reese Ifans go back to his human form as the lizard. You see Electro like lose all of his electricity. And you see like how Andrew Garfield has a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Max, with Max Dillon, who is the name of Electro, who's played by Jimmy Fox. And they have like a one-on-one -on -one conversation about how <laughs> this was like really funny. This is like a little bit of a tag to um to miles morales i know there were some people who thought miles morales was going to be in this film a live action version of miles morales um and i remember he was saying like you know the only reason like jimmy fox like jokes around he's like you know the only reason i was like upset with you and like i, I was so angry with you is because i thought you were black <laughs> andrew garfield's like no i'm not and he's like well i really hope there's a universe where spider-man is black and um and and that's when I thought like at first I was like there's no way they're gonna put Miles Morales in the movie and they didn't they there is no Miles Morales in the movie, um but I thought it was like a cool hint, at that you also see Otto Octavius like a good Otto Octavius um talking to Tobey Maguire and he's like how you been and he's like I've been good and it's like that was that's so emotional, um but anyway let's quickly fast forward though to the ending though because the ending of this film I know a lot of people I feel like are gonna be a little bit confused by, and it's basically obviously. This is after this one-on-one -on -one fight between Tom Holland and Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. And it's an incredible fight. It's hand-in-hand -hand combat. Willem Dafoe's acting is amazing where he's he's like he's like his inner Joker. That's why I've always thought of as the Green Goblin is the Marvel Joker. Because that's what he is. He's an absolute maniac. And who has this like alter ego. And it's incredible how he performs it. And... But after this fight and after like it looks like Tobey Maguire gets stabbed by Willem Dafoe and it's like it's 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 super emotional. But when Tom Holland and when when basically Tom Holland realizes that like the multiverse is opening because like right after he successfully like puts in the cure after like Andrew Garfield throws him the cure. Tom Holland grabs the cure and he injects the cure into Green Goblin's neck. He loses his darkness and he's like, what the heck just happened? Because one of the things of Green Goblin is. His alter, he forgets everything he does as his alter ego. He's like, what happened? He like loses all of his memory. And he realized, and then Tom, Tom Holland realizes that this is the moment where like the multiverse is going to start opening. Where like he, Doctor Strange is like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I, can, how I can stop all these people. It's too late. 
And Tom Holland's like, well, here's what you can do. Redo the spell again. Redo the spell where everyone's going to forget that Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Because remember, that was the beginning of the movie, right? Tom Holland wanted everyone to forget that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Um, and then he obviously screwed it up. But Doctor Strange's like, are you sure you want to do that? Everyone you know, everyone you love, everyone you care about is going to forget that you're a Spider-Man. Is going to forget that Peter Parker even exists. They're not going to know who they are. So your girlfriend, everybody. And he's like, just do it. Um, and he's like, well, go say your goodbyes. And it's really emotional. And he's like, I'll see you around, kid. It's super emotional. Um, he then says goodbye to Toby and Andrew. And he's like, that's what we do. And like the moment, like their hug, like like a group hug is so, oh my gosh. I was like, it was so emotional. And then he goes, and then after that, he goes and says goodbye to Ned and MJ. And he says, I'm, I'm going to see you guys again. And when I see you guys, I'm going to explain everything. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you exactly what I need to tell you in order for you to remember me. And it's it's incredibly emotional because they're just like, you better find us. And oh, man, it was it was super emotional. And like it was like just seeing that moment and then like this dramatic orchestra music. He flies away. Doctor Strange casts a spell and then everyone forgets that Peter Parker, Spider-Man, all of the villains disappear. Toby and Andrew disappear. And ev it's like everything goes back to normal. And the Statue of Liberty, like all that, like oh, there's all that wreckage and stuff. And it's it's really emotional. It's really, really emotional, like seeing the ending. And then like Tom Holland, then at the very end, it's like Christmas time. It's snowing. He goes to the coffee shop where MJ works. And he's like, hey, I'm Peter Parker and I would like a coffee. Like there's there's a, there's a moment in him where he looks like that. And I, and I was thinking about this a lot, like driving home from the theater. I was like, Tom Holland is recognizing that MJ and Ned while they were his two best friends and while they now don't remember him, they have no idea who he is and they don't recognize him. I think that was that moment when he realized that because he realized like he was like nervous, like going into the coffee shop because he was trying to introduce, he was going to, he was like rehearsing how he was going to introduce himself, how he was going to basically present himself to these people that were in order for them to remember, in order for his best friends to remember him and the way that he, um, the way that he was able to just do that with like, and the way he was just able to step back and just say, you know, maybe this is not the best thing. And like, it was so emotional. Like when, when she's like, yeah, here's your coffee. Is there anything else you need? And he's like, nope, I don't need anything else. I'll see you around. And he leaves. And that was so emotional because you, you, you know that he wanted to get MJ back and you wanted, and he wanted to reunite those friendships, but he's just like, if I tell them that I'm Spider-Man, if I tell them all this stuff, I'm just going to put them in danger. And I think that was the main reason why he decided not to do that. And then you see at the very end of the film, he rents his own apartment. He's in his own space in Queens. Um, he creates a new Spider-Man suit that's kind of like a classic one, paying homage to the comics. And and he's flying around, and that's the end of the movie. Um, and it's it's really emotional because you think it's going to like end in this really happy way and it doesn't it, it doesn't really end it, it ends on a very uncertain note and what i'm saying is that i know a lot of people are like trying to figure out what tom holland's future is going to be you know are there spider-man more spider-man movies in the future for him even though this is the end of this trilogy at least i think so because of how this movie ended and how there are many hints of tom holland you know because the fact that he created a new suit of the fact that he um that mj and ned at least even though they don't remember him, they have a sense of like, huh, that's weird that he was able to know all this stuff. 
because he was like, because Tom Holland was saying all this stuff that they knew that they usually said. So it was like, oh, that's weird. How you know I say that? Like it was, it was really heartbreaking, and it was an incredible way to end the film. But like I said, there are many references to this film. There are many past references to the movies, um, and there are many cameos. There are obviously many cameos in the film. Um, but there's not like crazy cameos. Like a lot, of, a lot of people thought, oh, the X Men might show up. The X Men did not show up. A lot of people thought the Fantastic Four might show up. Fantastic Four did not show up. Fisto, possibly like an alter ego of Doctor Strange, was going to be in the film, not in the film. But who was in the film at the very beginning of the film, uh, when Peter Parker is trying to figure out how to deal with his identity being revealed and he gets arrested and he's being interrogated, he needs a lawyer. And his lawyer is Matt Murdock, Matt freaking Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil. And it is played by Charlie Cox, who played Daredevil on the Daredevil Netflix series, the highly successful Daredevil Netflix series. If you guys haven't seen the Daredevil Netflix series, please do. It's an incredible TV show. There's three seasons of it, and it's it's so well done, um, the way Charlie Cox plays Matt Murdock. And he is his lawyer. And if you don't know the story of Daredevil, he's a guy who, as a kid, he gets blinded by this gasoline, but all of his other senses basically are increased. So he, can, he has intense smell, intense touch, intense, like, taste like he has all of his over senses beside his besides his sight are like over like are like they're like over you know what i'm talking about they're like overhyped or whatever and there's a very cool scene where matt murdoch is like talking to spider-man and like and may is there and happy's there and he's like well you know there's obviously going to be a court of public opinion and it's like a very serious conversation and at one point there's a brick that gets thrown through the window where it's like obviously like a guy like trying to like protest against Spider-Man. So he throws a brick through the window and everyone's ducking. And then Matt Murdock freaking catches the brick as if nothing happened. And remember, he's blind. So no, and no one else knows about his powers. So when he catches the brick, Tom Holland and everyone's like, everyone in the room is like so confused. And Tom Holland's like, how did you do that? And he's like, and Matt Murdock just looks at him and he puts down the brick and he's like, I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> And I was and I was laughing so hard when he said that because obviously it's a great and that's the only time we see him in the film. But like it was such a great hint for what was to come in these movies and what was to come at least uh, in that aspect. But it was it was so fun getting to see Matt Murdock at least be in that position and know that he's at least going to be a part of the MCU or at least a part of Marvel in the future. Um. But uh, but anyway, one there's a couple more spoilers I want to talk about, and then I want to get into a really fun flashing lights today. Um, firstly, the post credit scenes of this film are incredible. The post credit scenes of this film they don't actually don't have any connection to the film, but they're very much still like going to be relevant for the future. So the first post credit scene, which is not really a post credit scene, it's a mid credit scene, and it's basically Tom Hardy as Venom. Uh, sitting at a bar in his human form and he's like he's going and he's talking with the bartender about how in the mcu there's all these superheroes and he's like so there's this tin guy who flies and there's this angry green guy and there's this purple guy who loves stones who killed a lot of people and like it's so funny like him like going through all this stuff and then at the very end he's like you know i really wish i can go to new york and meet this spider-man guy and then he's like drunk and whatever and then at that very moment like the other villains earlier in the film, uh, at the very end, he disappears. He like he just vanishes away, um, kind of going back going back to his old universe. 
And then it's kind of weird because like, the bartender's like, well, he's gone. I have no idea what happened. But then at the very end of the post credit scene, guys, you see a little bit of the symbiote on the table of the bar. And then it moved slightly. And that's the end of the scene. And obviously, that's going to raise a bunch of questions about if Venom will technically be a part of the MCU at some point now that he's technically no longer in it as he has disappeared or he's gone back to his original universe. But will Venom at some point come back? Will he will the black symbiote storyline from Spider-Man three um, be revisited? Like, for example, in the next Spider-Man film, will we see Tom Holland's Peter Parker go through the symbiote transformation where he gets connected to the symbiote and then he becomes more angry and vicious and blah, blah, blah. Or like he has that like whole angry storyline. That would be very interesting to see. Um, but the fact that, that little piece of symbiote stayed behind um, as Venom dissipated and he, Eddie Brock went back to his old universe. That was super cool. That was super, super cool. And then the second post-credit scene, the second post-credit scene, however, deals with a completely different issue and it's basically a teaser trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is apparently coming out on May 6th of next year. May 6th, 2022 will be the release date for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And it's basically a teaser trailer is the post credit scene um, at the very, very end. And it's really cool. I It, it didn't necessarily reveal a lot of stuff. Um, it, the Scarlet Witch, obviously you see Scarlet Witch. She's obviously going to be in the film, but we already knew that. Um, we probably the coolest part though of the trailer was at the very end when we see like the doppelganger like of Doctor Strange, like an evil Doctor Strange who we thought we were gonna see in No Way Home, but instead is going to be in Multiverse of Madness. And like the evil Doctor Strange is like things are getting out of hand, and, and then Doctor Strange is like, what the heck? And it's super like it, it's definitely dark. It's definitely gonna be dark. It's definitely gonna be like that horror mentality that we thought. Doctor Strange is going to be, or the, the second Doctor Strange is going to be. Um, it's being directed by Sam Raimi, who is the original director of the first three Spider-Man films with Tobey Maguire. And the fact that he's coming back to direct these films is so, so cool. Um, but no, Doctor, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is going to be fun. I'm super excited for it. I know a lot of people are wondering why we haven't gotten a trailer for the film yet. Um, but no, we technically did. And it is in the post credit scene of Spider-Man No Way Home. So... If you want to see the trailer for Doctor Strange 2, just stay till the very, very, very end. Just just don't leave the theater until they're basically kick you out. And that's when you'll see the trailer for Doctor Strange 2. Um, but anyway, those are that's really the main spoilers of the film. Those are really my thoughts. And now we're basically gonna get to a point where we can basically do a little bit of a fun. We're gonna do a little bit of a fun game, I would think. Uh, it's a fun game that all of you love. It's a fun game that I love, obviously. And that game is called Flashing Lights! Flashing Lights! So for Flashing Lights today, I really wanted to do something interesting. Because obviously we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Even though what we do for Flashing Lights normally is we obviously interview the guest and we fire the guest questions about a topic that they are usually known with. They're usually formatted with. So basically what we're going to do instead is basically we are going to, as today's flashing lights, as it is only myself, what we're going to do instead is we're basically going to name our, basically what are the coolest or weirdest things that were in Spider-Man No Way Home that you basically, they're, they're basically fun facts. They're basically fun facts of Spider-Man No Way Home. And we're going to start it in three, two, one. 
First thing. So if you remember in Spider-Man No Way Home, Peter Parker has to go to Happy's apartment in order to leave his house in order for people to not find out where he is um, and, and to not basically bang on his apartment door and whatever. So he moves into Happy's apartment. And you'll notice that there is this like robotic hand in the background or like this robot arm sitting on a desk or whatever. And that robotic arm is actually called Doom. And that robotic arm is actually the same robotic arm that was in Tony Stark's house for a long time. If you remember the Iron Man films, you remember how Tony Stark in his house had a robotic arm. And that and that is the same robotic arm. It's the same robotic arm. This time it's just in Happy's apartment. Obviously, Happy obviously has a very important part um, in the film. Next scene. So the second big thing I also noticed is the fact that in the interrogations, in like in the very beginning of the film, when Tom Holland is basically saying that you know he's being inter that he's he's being interrogated by the federal by 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 the FBI, I think, and you know obviously he's saying like I didn't kill Mysterio, the drones did, and then the guys like the drones that are yours, and then whatever and whatever. And then, but he at one point says, well, you can ask Nick Fury. Nick Fury knows all of everything that happened. And he will tell you the truth. He will tell you that Mysterio was the one using the drones, which is a great response. That's a great response because obviously Nick Fury was there. But what one of the damage control or the FBI guy says is Nick Fury has been off planet for about a year. Off planet. That's a very interesting thing because that's a very interesting future what Nick Fury says, because apparently the FBI knows that Nick Fury is not on Earth. He's alive, but he's not on Earth. And that's really, really interesting. Number three. Um, one of the interesting things that I thought uh, was super interesting is the fact that uh, Norman, or at least or at least when that, that the references of the Green Goblin are very much a part of this film. And the fact that like they redesigned his suit and which apparently is much more familiar to the comics, but apparently when he says I'm something of a scientist myself, there's a scene where they're all in the prison and all the villains are in the prison, and he's like, "Well, I need to figure out a way to cure you guys, and I need—I I don't know how I'm going to do that." But Norman Osborn, who's the Green Goblin in his prison cell, he's like, "Well, I can help. I'm something of a scientist myself." That scene, or that quote at least, is apparently the exact same quote that he used in the original Spider-Man film. So I thought that was like, I thought that was super cool when he introduced himself to Tobey Maguire back in 2002. I thought that was super cool. Number four. Flash. This is a pretty obvious one. Uh, when you go to the Statue of Liberty, when they're having the Statue of Liberty fight, you obviously notice that the Statue of Liberty is being modified, that the Statue of Liberty is no longer going to have, um, the Lady Liberty is no longer going to be holding a torch. She is instead going to be holding what looks like a shield, and the shield is going to be Captain America's shield. And I thought it was super, super cool. Um, she and this is really, really interesting because, like, it's so cool that the Statue of Liberty is basically being like a tribute piece to Captain America, or at least the original Captain America and Steve Rogers. But it's super cool because not only have this has this been mentioned in Spider-Man: No Way Home, but it's also been mentioned in Hawkeye. Which, if you've been watching the Hawkeye series on Disney Plus, you'll know that. Um, Yelena, who is the younger sister of the, of Natasha Romanoff and the Black Widow, she's her younger sister. There's a point where she says in Hawkeye, where it's like, I really want to go visit the new and improved Statue of Liberty, a Statue of Liberty. So it's kind of like there's there's a little bit of a tie-in where both things are going out at the same time, where Hawkeye and Spider-Man No Way Home are kind of going around the same time period, which I think is super cool. Uh, number five. Flash. 
I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I don't, this was this was something that I thought was super funny. One of the funniest interactions between Toby and Andrew and Tom is the fact that they were talking about how Tobey Maguire is the only Spider-Man on screen who, when he shoots his web fluid, his web fluid actually comes out of his wrists and not out of his actual web shooters, where obviously Andrew Garfield and, and Tom Holland have had to have make web fluid and had to make web shooters and that sort of thing. In Tobey Maguire, he just has the web fluid in his body. Like when he was bitten by the spider, web fluid is now a part of his blood. So it's like super, super weird. And when they were talking about it, it was like so funny, especially when Tom Holland's like, so like, where do you get like the web fluid? Does it just come out of your wrists or does it come out anywhere else? And I thought it was so funny. Uh, and then finally, we're going to do a couple more. Uh, number six, the obviously the let's grade through power scene. Um, obviously that, uh, the black Spider-Man, we already talked about that. Um, they go Palpatine, obviously that stuff. And then finally, the last thing that I want to mention, number six, uh, is, um, when he's setting up his apartment, when Tom, when Tom Holland is in his brand new apartment, um, everyone's forgotten he's Spider-Man. It's the very end of the film. He's like putting stuff in his apartment. One of the really cool things that I thought was super cool is he breaks out a Lego Palpatine, like a Lego size, like a Lego Emperor Palpatine. And it was such a big homage because if you guys don't remember in Spider-Man Homecoming, when we first meet Ned, Ned's like, hey, do you want to help build my new Lego Death Star? And that's how we like first meet him. And he's like holding a little Palpatine thing. And I thought that was super cool because it's like Peter Parker Tom Holland's Peter Parker, at least, he's like, he knows that all of his friends and everyone he knows and loves has forgotten him, but he's at least seeing their memory in his apartment, and I thought that was super cool. But anyway, that was Flashing Lights. Flashing lights, lights. And that is going to do it. That is going to do it for this episode of Point of Information, this spoiler talk episode of Point of Information. Thank you guys so much for taking the time and listening to the show. Um, this was super, super fun getting to talk about this film. Hopefully, for all of you who are listening and are still listening, hopefully you have already seen the film or you just don't care. Um, but this film, it delivered to all of the expectations that I wanted even more. And I am so, so grateful that I got to see this film as early as I did um, on opening day. So thank you guys so much for coming. We are going to be back with guests, with brand new guests next week. Um, as we continue season one of Point of Information with Max Apeda. Thank you guys so much. I'll see you guys next week. Peace out, Atone!